0: Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. When you're dating, it can be so easy to get caught up in the stress and anxiety of every situation. Why aren't they communicating? Why didn't they text me back? Am I getting ghosted? Why is this happening again? Why can't someone commit? I've asked myself all these questions too, more times than I can count. You wouldn't believe what happens when you approach these situations with a different mindset and focus on solutions instead of problems. Whether you want to be a better problem solver or a better dater, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash other people today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash other people.
1: Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back for another episode of Seeing Other People. All right, I think this is the first episode in August. Holy shit, it is August. Welcome to August. You know what we're going to do for August? We're going to go out with a bang or in with a bang, I guess. I don't know. This episode is absolutely incredible. I am so honored to have the one and only Serena Kerrigan or Serena fucking Kerrigan on Seeing Other People and in the Seeing Other People family. Now, I know that I always talk about how every episode comes back to communication, but I've also been realizing that beyond communication and dating, there's one other huge aspect that really impacts our dating lives. And that is our confidence and the confidence with going on dates or even starting conversations with people and feeling confident after a date that it went well and not second guessing. And so I brought Serena here to talk to us about confidence because if you don't know, Serena is the absolute queen of confidence and if you do know just wait your mind is gonna be blown she has so much insight and amazing advice to give so we're gonna cover confidence on dating apps confidence on dates confidence when it comes to sex and just confidence in your daily life too and I am just gonna get right into it because she is this, this episode is gold it's truly gold so let's 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 bring it in let's bring it into the episode I can't even speak anymore I'm gonna shut up. All right. And we are here with the one, the only SFK, Serena fucking Kerrigan. Welcome to Seeing Other People. Let's fucking go. I'm Let's happy fucking go. Here. I'm so excited to have you. And I know the Seeing Other People listeners freaked out when I said that you were coming on. So this is going to be great. Yay. I'm excited. Yeah. So why don't you start by introducing yourself? I know you're the creator of Let's Fucking Date and now the new card game, Let's Fucking Fuck, which is amazing. I'm obsessed with it. Um, but I think I would love to set the stage with a little bit of background of how you ended up doing what you're doing now. I know you are all about exuding confidence, but you weren't always confident. And that's a huge thing that comes along with dating and that mm-hmm. seeing other people listeners sometimes struggle with. So I'd love to hear how you ended up getting to the place you are now as uh, as a person, as someone crushing it in her career and all of that.
2: Yeah, I mean, really? Like, I... I never thought I was going to go into the dating space like I just that was never something I I, if you would have told me I would have a dating show during a global pandemic and a a card game that I sold 20,000 decks of I would be like you literally like are confused (laughs) but now when I think about it and I like I actually recently my mom moved and she had all this stuff and you know her apartment that she gave to me and like I just have, like, so many diaries, like, so many journal entries talking about boys, talking about who's hooking up, who is kissing each other in middle school or who liked each other. And, like, I was always very, in, in like, just observant um, and also, like, analyzing things from a very, very young age, like, very aware of gender roles and, you know, the double standard that girls would face versus boys. And I just... I, None of it's actually surprising at all, right? Like I'm so actually like meant to be in this space, Um, and I really, you know, I started. I was a producer at Refinery29. I did a lot of I I produced so much content for them, and and one of the shows that it was called Taboo, and I really would just interview people about taboo topics, and I realized that nothing's taboo, really. Like everything should be discussed and communicated. in a healthy way, obviously, but but that people shouldn't feel ashamed about who they are, whether if they had an abortion or they live at home or they pee in the shower or whatever. Like they should feel very um, free and telling and, and removing. The, when you talk about yourself and your issues, your insecurities, like you remove shame from it because you realize that other people relate to you, and so that's when I really realized that I had this kind of gift to make people feel confident in sharing their story, and I also was a very insecure young woman and I created this persona for myself that worked that I created Serena if I can care again, where I really would just kind of have this dialogue with myself. And I realized that talking to yourself, like your best friend is the way to become confident because that's what you would, you know, with anyone you love, you just nurture them. You lift them up. You're like, you're a bad bitch, right? Like we do that with everyone in our lives, but ourselves. So kind of meshing those two together, I became the queen of confidence. I just declared that one day. And I was like, my goal is to make women realize that they are the main character of their lives and then you know i quit my job in february 2020 and then i was left in march you know alone in my apartment and, and also feeling very just kind of questioning my identity in terms of being this empowerment like this person preaching empowerment and being like you can be single and happy when i felt very anxious that i was alone like i i think a lot of people felt that way and i felt very isolated and and all my friends and their boyfriends were jetting off to the hamptons with their country houses cuz they thought it was going to be like you know a couple months And it really kind of kicked into gear that like, how was I going to help solve loneliness in this pandemic? You know, and part of that was this show that I created called Let's Fucking Date. I did 50 men in a year. I'm still single. Um, And from that, you know, I really realized that, like you said, dating has everything to do with yourself. Like you can't date until you've dated yourself and you feel truly like in love with yourself first. If not, you're just going to settle for less than you deserve.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love so many different parts of everything you just said. First of all, I, I feel the same way where I never expected to end up in the dating world and and having a podcast about dating. And I always say, if anyone told me that a few years ago, I would laugh so hard because that was like the farthest thing from anything that could have happened. But similarly to you, I, I started to, when I was working at Hinge, I started to talk about My dating experiences, it opened up a little bit about them, even though they were hard to open up about, even though I felt ashamed of some things. And I felt like I was so lonely and had experienced such deep struggles. But what I realized was as I opened up about them, people started coming to me being like, thank you for saying that. I thought I was the only one going through this. And now I feel so much less alone. And so, I mean, I really love everything you're doing. And I think you have helped so many people and you've come such a long way too. And it's amazing to see. And... Yeah, I, I really, I think you kind of being in that position in the beginning of 2020, like sitting there alone and, and like exuding confidence, but then being like, but I don't, I feel anxious. I don't feel amazing. Like I think talking about that and and also realizing that was probably a really eye-opening thing for you and for everyone to kind of start that journey with you and now be where we all are now. And I do think the pandemic actually gave people the chance to really sit down and say like, like, do I like my own company? Like, can I actually love myself and, Mm -hmm. and to figure out why or why not? And if not, to kind of take that time to do that. And I think a lot of people really did grow a bit stronger and started to love themselves more through this, like isolation and loneliness. Definitely. Yeah. So a few different aspects I would love to break down about confidence. Um, And I really want this episode to focus on confidence when it comes to dating. So The overarching thing being dating, but confidence when it comes to being on dating apps, and then confidence when it comes to getting out on dates, and then also confidence when it comes to talking about sex and getting into sexual experiences that maybe you're not that comfortable with yet. And um, so I think I'd love to kind of start at the basics with dating app confidence. And I know some people really struggle with like, when or when not to like make the first move on a dating app or Mm -hmm. um, who they should go out with on a dating app or Mm -hmm. if their profile even is exuding confidence. So I would love some insight from you just on on where to start with dating apps. Like let's say somebody is like getting back on a dating app after a long time of being not out in the game. What would you suggest?
2: Yeah. I mean, I like deleted all my dating apps and re literally recreated them from scratch because my, I created, I started dating apps like years and years ago. And Mm -hmm. so all these matches and it's like weird to when you match with someone and it fizzles out to go back. And, and I also realized that, you know, the image that I was showing of myself was this very like glam SFK, you know, just bad bitch, which I'm, I'm not, trying to say that I should be anything less than that. But I think that when it comes to dating, if you have three seconds to get someone's attention. And so I picked like a very soft iPhone photo. I'm wearing no makeup, smiling. You know, and it's proven, like, that was my first photo because it's, like, mm-hmm. something very approachable. I think that, like, yeah. that comes up a lot. Like, how do I get guys to approach me? It's, like, smile, literally. Like, look welcoming, look nice, right? And, like, when I'm, like, like with, like, my hair extensions and all this glam in a photo, guys are, like, fuck this. I'm not dating lady Gaga. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So- So I think that that's one. It's like you want to have a really like well-lit, just beautiful, soft, nice photo of you. First photo. I'm not really a big fan of group photos. I think like you could do one because Mm -hmm. people aren't here to date your friends or here to date you. If you want to show you have friends, sure. But like I think that's ridiculous. Like everyone has friends. But whatever. It's fine. I think no sunglasses. Um, mm-hmm. no dead animals. Um, I think it really can show you like in just different, like maybe like I one with my mom. I've one with two friends, and then I have like one of me like dressed up a nice restaurant, one of me kind of playing back, one of me traveling. So it's like to kind of just show like my vibe. Mm-hmm. But um, and I think my prompts are kind of self-deprecating. I think one of my prompts is about like the fact that I love to dance, another one like on a dance floor, very on brand. Another one's the fact that like I'm from Argentina. It's like something no one would guess about me that my mom is Argentina, and then I speak Spanish fluently. My whole family's from there. And then, honestly, like this is not going to be relatable to a lot of your audience, but you know, the problem I had myself with dating apps after the pandemic was that, like, you know, the first thing you do when you match with someone on a dating app is you go to their Instagram. Like, hopefully, mm-hmm. if it's open. And my Instagram is my job. Right. And my best friends, like, their Instagram isn't their job. Their Instagram is normal Instagram from, like, you know, so. So it's it's a little unfair that because they're seeing this persona, they're seeing, you know, the girl that is helping and empowering people and having a card game talking about sex and normalizing that. That's my work.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so the issue that I had was that people would just kind of like see the Instagram and be like, this is not, you know, she's, she's loud and I am loud, but I'm, but I'm much more subdued and like with, you know, on a date or with friends or like, that's my, it's literally my job. Right. Yeah. Go. So I like made my first prompt, like, um, like don't judge my Instagram. Oh, sorry. Like it's something like, um, oh God, I can't remember off the top of my head. This is on my hinge. It's something like my Instagram is different than who I really am. Like judge me in real life essentially. Yeah. Which like some people would say like, you're kind of like, adding focus but I'm like but no like I'm just saying like I'm aware I'm aware that this is different than what you got but anyway in terms of confidence on the apps I think like to me I do not I see the people on apps as avatars until I meet them in real life I do not think that they're real I don't overthink it I don't care Mm -hmm. like these people are swiping through so many people. Like until I meet you face to face, like you're not a real person to me. And I don't mean that in like a negative way. I mean that in like a literally nothing matters. Yeah. So like reach out if you want to reach out. Like I typically, I do let the men make the, the first move in terms of asking where to go. If you, But like in terms of a conversation, like I like respond to a prompt. Like I don't care. I don't think that that matters at all. I also think the number one thing about dating is like, when you go on a date, it's a conversation, and you have conversations all the time. So if you can get on a fucking Zoom or on a podcast or literally like like in an Uber, like you can have a conversation. So you can definitely go on a date. And I think the way that I approach dating, it's like nothing matters. Like you either get a free drink, a free meal, an orgasm, God willing, you know, (laughs) or you never see them again, but you know, you learn something about yourself or you learn how to be a better dater or like you learn about a new restaurant. Like there's literally nothing to lose other than probably getting kidnapped and killed. But like, let's just take that out there for a second. Like there nothing fucking matters. And I think that people put so much weight on a date and I'm like, you don't even know this person, you know what I mean? And so I think it's really about to be like, it is what it is. And also like, I also think nerves is a good thing. It means that you care and like, you want to care about things in your life. So, um, I just like wouldn't take it so seriously, you know, that's really, that's really what I think.
1: I really like that strategy of thinking of like, they're all avatars. They're not people until you meet them. Because I yeah. know sometimes we build up this whole story on our head where like, we're checking no. our first name with their last name before we no. even get on the date. And that builds so much pressure. That makes it seem like this date is life or death when like they
0: might, you, you might not even, even know like them.
2: Oh, wait, yeah. and by the way, This is why in my dating show, my number one rule always was, I never ever want to know who's going to be on the other side of the screen. My it. My Instagram live dates. So I had a producer and I hired them from the jump. I never knew it was always blind. Why? Because I do believe you go into a date with all these preconceived notions about who they are, you don't fucking know who they are. Like yeah, literally, sure. you don't know who they are at all. Like they could say they're from New York City, but they're really from New Jersey. Like you you just don't know. It's not real. The internet yeah. isn't real. Also, texting isn't real. Why? Because when a guy texts me, you bet your ass he's not texting me. He's texting 20 other girls that have screenshotted and what and spread the text and were concocting the perfect answer. Like a date is the face-to-face, like, nothing else vibe. It's about dialogue. Like, literally, that is what it is. Like, every single person that I know that's in a relationship is, like, it was just, like, time flew by and we didn't even, like, we didn't even realize. Like, I went on a first date recently and um, it took us an hour to order dinner because we never, we never even looked at the menu. Like, yeah. and, I, and I, by the way, no expectations. Like, didn't right. even want to go on the date. Like, almost tried to cancel an hour before. Right. That's how little I like let myself even like, I'm just like, this is not a real human being.
1: Yeah. Were you always like that? Did you always have that mindset or did you used to overthink and you had to like retrain yourself?
2: I just like never been like, I'm just like my personality type. I just don't think works like with the apps. Like I'm just mm-hmm. good live, like period. Right. Like in every, in my work too, like I'm live on, the off the cuff person mm-hmm. when I'm given a chance to second guess myself. That's when I like, like texting guys, like I'm terrible at it because, and I'm very short and like, I'm like, if you want to talk to me, see me in person, because like, right. I don't like there's the, the possibility of answers and the right response and the, the minutes passed by like it, it's too, texting is a problem. I really yeah. think texting is a big problem about dating because ultimately like, like that's not how you fall in love with someone. Like that's not how you get to know someone. You get to know someone by like literally like body language, physical, like words, articulation. That is really body, like like that chemistry that comes from seeing him. And by the way, that also comes virtually like my dating show. Like I could, you could tell if I had chemistry with someone right off the job, but you wouldn't tell if we had chemistry if we were texting, maybe good banter, but banter is bullshit because you don't know who's on the other side of the screen.
1: Exactly. Banter doesn't actually say anything about who you are. It just says that you can respond with something witty. You know what else helps you be confident? That's right. Not feeling anxious. And you know what helps you feel not anxious? Mindset Wellness CBD, obviously. But for real, I really think that my dating life current success right now, I can credit to Mindset Wellness CBD. And like I've said, I think I've taken their calm gummies after dates and after any dating experience that I've had. And it has really helped me to not overthink and to not feel like, oh no, how did the date just go? Or what are they gonna text me next? And I think that that is like the greatest thing in the world if taking an actual gummy can... Make you not think about that. Why wouldn't you do that? If you have not tried the calm gummies yet, on the CBD.com. Of course, code seeing other people will get you ten percent off and free shipping. Do not sleep on the calm gummies, you guys. They are life changing. They're game changing. They are dating changing. Right. Yeah, I, I do think that that the whole texting chemistry it, thing is a really big problem in today's like dating world because it we put so much weight on it. Like, oh, like, our, is the date going to go well based on how we're texting or like when they texted you after the date and in between the dates, like, does that mean that it's going to work out or not? And sometimes like totally. you might, you might be how you might have the best date ever. And then they might be someone who does not text and you might be the biggest texter in the world. So you end up thinking, oh my God, like they're not texting me. They hate me. The date like sucked in their mind and then you kind of self-sabotage because of cool. the story you created in your head that was fake because the date was great
2: and I'm telling you like I went on this really great date and he's an amazing texter and he was texting me like did not care triple quadruple text like great mm-hmm. all the time ask me and I'm not like that like I don't like I'm first of all, I'm so fucking busy and also like I just I I get I don't I'm it, it just it's not I, I just don't think it's real. And mm. so like my friends were like, whoa, you're coming off very like uninterested. I'm like, I am so interested. But like, if you want my attention, like take me on a fucking date.
1: Yeah. Do you ever preface that being like, I might not text back, but like, I want to see you again. Or like, I'm not a good texter, but this was great.
2: Honestly, like I try. I just like, <laughs> don't realize like, I think that when I, I think sometimes like less is more, but like, I, mm. I I'm, I'm telling you, like, you know, I'm having, I'm having this issue. Like it's, it's an issue. Like, I don't know. Like, I just, I, I'm very overwhelmed by it. And I, I'm like, fuck this. Like, it's like bottom line, if someone wants to see you, they will see you. Like, that's what I've learned. Like, it's just, it's that simple. And like, we create all these excuses and all the, we like spiral and we think, oh my God, we didn't text enough. We didn't do enough. Like the right person, like, doesn't going to give a fuck. Like it's not going to care, like at all. You know what I mean? So I think that that's something that I've had two experiences recently where like I've caught, con- I've gotten like straight up ghosted. Like I have never gotten like really like we had a plan and like texted nothing like ghost, ghost, ghost. Right. Like that, that's like, that was a first. I was like,
1: Whoa. which is crazy that that's still happening.
2: Insane. And then especially cause he lives in my neighborhood. So I bumped into him like I bumped in. He's walked by me multiple times and I'm like, I, I just like, Oh my God. I can't. And then the second one, it's like, you know, someone who's like super busy and like, they work at a really intense job. So I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. But then I'm kind of like, well, like, I don't know. Like, I can't, it's really hard to gauge. And it's like, I'm thinking of all the things like, well, if I only done this or that. And I'm like, no, fuck this. Like, yeah. I can't, like, you can't. And they always come back. They
0: always
1: yeah.
2: They do they always come, come back. back. It's so crazy. I
1: it know. My- it's like, it's such a mind fuck too. No, it's crazy. Because <laughs> it's also like, it's a matter of like, when are they coming back? And you don't know. No, and but if only the only thing if- like. You, if only you had that date on the calendar. <laughs> no, but that's a thing though, right? Like, yeah. and I actually
2: like was talking about this last night. Like, so this weekend I was in the Hamptons and a guy touched pat me on the shoulder and it was a guy I went out on a date with literally three or four years ago. I still was living at home with my mom. And I just like, we went on such an amazing date and it's such a great time. And then he like texted me asking for a second date. And I remember it was summer and summer's the worst with dating because people yeah. are always in the Hamptons or around or wherever you're not from New York. They're always somewhere in Nantucket. I don't give a shit, like traveling yeah and so you know it kind of like fizzled out and I let you know I let them leave like if a guy wants to see you, he's going to want to see you so it's it's a good barometer to see if he does and then I just never heard from him again and like I always kind of in the back of my mind was like damn like was I on a different because I think that the thing is it's like when you think a date goes really well and then it doesn't advance Mm -hmm. the issue is like you begin to spiral because you're like am
1: I like, oh, am I well? Like, am I am, delusional I same, thought that that went well, but I, they clearly then, didn't, yeah. And
2: all of a sudden, like, you're questioning your sanity and also like, <laughs> your, like your ability to, to gauge if a date was good. And it's really a mind fuck because yeah. you're like, wait. So obviously like three years passed by, I literally barely remember this person anymore, but he's asking on the shoulder. I'm like, oh my God. And I'm like, what happened? And he was like, I got back together with my ex girlfriend. That's why, and like, I just like you know, and then I moved and whatever, and I'm back. And he asked me out, and I literally was like flat out like, no, you Suzy you lose. Like, Nest. hell
1: yeah, love that.
2: But like, and I probably would have, but like, I just, I really am not interested anymore. Yeah. And but someone said to me, you know, well, you know, if they always come back, then is it worth waiting? And I'm like, literally, you can't wait. No, you can't wait. Like, no, because also like. You know, we always say they always come back. But in the back of my head, I'm like, well, that guy's definitely not going to be coming back. But he did. So, but right. like, oh, You know, and like my ex-boyfriend is currently going to probably marry his current girlfriend. and But I'm like, but if they ever get divorced, I bet you he'll come back. Hey, and I, I, asked, I said, and I'm curious what your opinion is. Of this, like, what is the reason? And one of my friends said, because of familiarity. Like, I think that especially men, heterosexual men, when they break up, like they're much needier than women, a lot. So they need that, like they want to go when they break up. They need to go to you know someone else if like they're mommy or whatever. Yeah. So I think that they go to someone familiar. What are your thoughts?
1: No, I totally agree, and I I think that it's something like we like. I think women after a breakup kind of tend to shut down a little more, but guys are like, no, I need to find this from somewhere else that I know I can get it, whether it's that sense of security or just comfort. For Exactly, yeah. exactly. But for, for women, we're more likely to like, Either want to sh- kind of curl up into a ball and like or, cry or talk and, about it or talk about right? it with our friends, but we're not going to go like for the most part. Obviously, everyone's different, but we're not going to go like okay, let's find this person I hooked up with a year and a half ago that like it didn't totally end with, and I could probably like, like ping them like what never, like, no.
2: never. <laughs> no. And that's so interesting the difference between men and women and dealing with breakups and and feeling like you know I remember when my ex broke up with me, my first love, like he was like on a rampage because he was in college. So I obviously had spies everywhere. And I was yeah. like, I can even like fathom hooking up with someone else. No. And he's like fucking everything that has a vagina. Yep. And I realized it's like, but then three months later, I'm good. And he's a mess.
1: And he's a mess. Yep. So It, it yeah. is weird. The timelines are so different and the opposite. But in the end, we end up being in a better place because we like took care of our emotions rather than like push, pushing them aside for them to be like, hello, I'm still here. Totally. Yeah.
2: Just, it's difficult when, you know, I think that that's, you know, and it really goes back to confidence. It's like, you know, the guy goes to me and then this other guy who I super hit it off with kind of, it kind of weirdly something happened. I think like, this is so tea, like for everyone's like, (laughs) it was just too good. And then all of a sudden it kind of like, it was a little bit of a sudden stop for no reason really. Like it was all great. Like we had plans, whatever. And it's just like, it's so easy, you know, to take it personally. Like, it's just, it's so easy to be like, oh my God, I'm not good enough. I'm never going to find anyone. Like, and even SFK has those moments. Like I did. Like, I remember being like, oh my God, like I'm never going to have a husband. I'm going to have to do in vitro, which like, fuck yeah, that we can even do that. That's incredible. But I was like, I'm definitely going to raise a kid with my mom because she's my best friend. And like, fuck it. You know, like I'm fucked. And then like, like, no, like literally no, you know, but I think like if I'm having that kind of spiral anxiety, I can't even, and I'm think I'm, I'm I love myself and I am worthy of someone. I will find someone like I, I can only imagine like how the first thought is just Im- immediately like you did something wrong. You're not good enough yeah. when really, truly, usually maybe they didn't like you that much, but like, if you know, the date was so fucking good and amazing and that like everything was great. I think there's usually always an X involved or something. Yeah. I just always think there's an X involved.
1: I agree, and and Jonah, who used to co-host this show, um, shout out Jonah. We yes, yes. Uh, Shout out Jonah, we miss you. But Jonah always would say that there's always an ex involved if someone just disappears, like every time without fail. I don't
2: fuck with any of my exes. Is that a female (laughs) thing, or is that like what is that?
1: I I don't know.
2: Like I don't. There's no ex of mine involved. Like curious. (laughs) Uh,
1: But but could it be like an ex thing and not like I mean we all have a million exes who we didn't actually date, you know so many yeah one one thing I want to bring up to you because similar to what we were just talking about and I wasn't planning on talking about this but um and I actually haven't even told people really this but um, about a month ago I saw something happen that made me say like wow like what's wrong with me why am I not good enough and I'm in like a great relationship now with somebody who I met in the beginning of this year and I'm like so confident in our relationship and I'm so happy and it's like a really healthy relationship which is also a new exactly. thing for That's me great. thank you huge accomplishment I <laughs> never thought I'd get there hmm. but I had I saw on Instagram my ex posted out of nowhere in June, happy one year to this girl, love you. And I was like, what the fuck? This kid has not posted a single thing with the girl in the past year. And less than a year and a half ago, he was telling me that he still couldn't be in a relationship. And if he was going to be in a relationship with anyone, it would be me. Uh And now, clearly, this started a few months after he said that to me. And it just felt like the biggest punch in the gut and like slap in the face where it's like, he for so long said like, he couldn't. He didn't have time for a relationship because of work and all of these things. And I mean, I felt really guilty for like being upset about seeing this because everything. Like, I'm so happy with yeah. my boyfriend That's now. Okay. They but can exist. They can. Yeah. coexist but it's just like it made me. It it really made me feel terrible about myself. Where it's like, okay, well, he can love this girl and be in a relationship with this girl. And I mean, it was also just shocking because I didn't think he was dating anyone, and then suddenly it's like happy yeah. one year, but. How do like, how do we not take that personally? Because,
2: because well, this is why, because, and this is fundamentally what it comes down to, because he didn't like you that much. Like you just didn't, like, that's what it is. But mm. that doesn't mean you're not likable. Those are two yeah. very different things. And for example, on my show, I never ended up with someone. And that was my choice.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I specifically, season one ended, I picked myself as the winner. Season two ended, I picked myself as the winner. Season three ended, the audience picked a winner, and then I broke up with him. So, <laughs> and this is why, because, and by the way, was a single guy on the show, there was maybe two. Two out of the 50 guys that were actually pricks and, like, shouldn't be dating anyone. Yeah, 48 of them, amazing guys. Incredible guys that I'm friends with so many of them. Literally, I had, like, like, literally hung out with them, gone out with them, like, text them all the time. Like literally incredible guys, but they just weren't for me. Right. So that's really, that's what it is. Think about all the people that you have gone on dates with that were great, just not right. your type or yeah. not for you. And I, it's a much more difficult when it's someone you've had history with, but that's why it is so fucking important to develop this confidence, to become your best friend and your biggest ally. Because if your best friend walked in the room, you know, and said, I'm so upset. Like he, was willing to be in a relationship with her and not me, what would you say to her? That's what you have to say to yourself. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, I think like, we're so afraid of not being liked, but then like, how many people do you not like? So many. Right.
1: Right. It's
2: not You just don't really fuck with them now. It's okay. You don't want to like hang out with them at, you know, like for four hours. It's fine. So I think that that's really like how you have to see it. And ultimately like, you are going to find a fuck yes, you know? And, and the whole thing about the work thing is like something that I grappled with. like, because I'm also super busy. So I respect a hustle. I respect ambition. And like, I respect people in really tough jobs that like are willing to make sacrifices. But then there's this line where I'm like, well, is this the job or is this an excuse? And I Mm -hmm. have a very difficult time discerning between the two.
1: And I've dated a lot of people who work in, in the entertainment industry, specifically in the music industry. And they all seem to have this idea of like, they can't be in a relationship until they are like at the peak in their career. And like, i don't know i just always think of it as like you can have both why not have somebody support you through it
2: so this is the thing um my psychiatrist told me this when i was in in high school which is random because i literally was (laughs) jobless but he said to me he said you cannot begin a relationship with someone until both of you are settled in your careers and i think that um i think that so i like you know find that interesting because it's like, well, what does settled mean? Mm -hmm. Because I think for some like settled might mean like you, you know, you're in a job that you like, okay. It's not the peak, but like you're, you feel good. Like you're on your way maybe for others especially men who so much of their career is tied to their masculinity and their sense of self and their identity and if they're manly enough or whatever might need to feel more you know and then this is another issue that I have dating where it's like I have a business like I have a team like I built it in a year like I have a successful product like I'm on television like I have I'm I'm killing it and I know yeah. I am because that's all I've ever wanted in my life was to literally crush my career and this has been years in the making but like for someone my age who might be an associate or an analyst or whatever the fuck you know it's Mm -hmm. it it might actually be more of a problem than I realize
0: because I don't care
2: but like you know so everyone's like data older Serena like today my Pilates instructor was like you should just date like you should become a stepmom like a little bit like Meredith (laughs) from parent trap energy yeah hey it could work you never know you never know but I think that The whole concept. And I believe, and I, you're right, like Barack Obama and Michelle, like tr- they both have careers. They both support each other through it. But I wonder if like, you know, you really need to feel like you're,
1: you have momentum. Yep. And yeah, I think you have that, to feel you know, like proud of where you are and, and like you're on the Guys right track. at
2: 27, at least I don't think are feeling that way yet. I think, yeah. you know, m- most people in their twenties aren't, I think it's really their thirties. That's why everyone says dating, like, start really getting serious in
1: your thirties. Yeah. I do keep hearing now more than ever that like your thirties are the new twenties. Yeah, I, I feel like, I think, I mean, I'm 26. I feel like I, if anyone, if I'd heard that a few years ago when I was in my early twenties, I'm, I'd be like, Oh, they're just making that up. Like they're just trying to like make themselves feel better. People in their thirties, but like, no, I really do think like, especially the world we're in now, like people are really taking the time to figure out who they are as they get older and what they want. I just, and I think that's an yeah. amazing thing.
2: I mean, life is short. You have one life. Like you are, you know, if you were someone who's looking to get married, you will be virtually in a relationship for the later half of your life. Right. So your twenties are your only time to discover who you truly are. If you, especially if you're having planning on having children. And yeah. that's why, like when I grapple, like I, that's the thing that I have. It's like, I know, like, I'm so fine. The fact that I'm single at 27 and I literally have no regrets period. Mm-hmm. And I literally would like to actually explore the next three years until my thirties being single. But like, the societal pressure telling me like, no, like, you know, that's people are getting married. Like you should right. be, you know, that's the problem. But like, yeah. but like, I will get married and I will get everything that I want. But I think that this time of self-exploration is, is unbelievably so special mm-hmm. and so you'll never get back. And you want to just like really figure out who you are and build that confidence within yourself first.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, okay, so one thing I wanted to talk to you about, because a lot of people reached out with this question, is how do you suggest people go about getting back out there after having their heart broken? Because when you start dating again after a breakup or, or some type of like traumatic experience, like your confidence is ultimately at an all time low. And so, what advice would you have for anyone who feels like nobody's going to like them or who feels like even just, just going on the date is? like such a a mountain to climb you know
2: i mean ultimately like are you really gonna let one experience or one person define the rest of your life like because Mm -hmm. one person broke your heart now everyone's gonna break your heart like one person was rude to you on the subway so now everyone is rude like bullshit like yes that was shitty but i ultimately believe and i like i was absolutely devastatingly heartbroken when i when i was broken up with um my first year in New York, freshman year in New York when I graduated college. And it was my first love and it was a horrible breakup. Like I got dumped out of a wedding. It was like Claire, it wasn't my Ooh. wedding thing. But anyway, I'm like, could not have been more, I cannot. I would literally like kiss him not in a non-sexual romantic way. Like for way, breaking
1: up with you, yeah. Kidding.
2: Because that's when I got get like literally got my career like I was like what am I doing in my life like I want to like I got my like I fucking looked amazing revenge body let's fucking go I had the best time with my friends in New York City instead of being weighed down by a kid who was still in college like, that was the biggest blessing in my life and I do believe you have to just keep telling yourself rejection is redirection and it's with everything too like I you know recently pitched a project and I was super excited it took a year to develop and I got news literally today that like It isn't moving forward at this time. And I think that any, the young Serena would have been sobbing. This was my one chance, but I'm like, no problem. That means something else is going to be so much fucking better. Once I got interviewed by the New York times and it was the best interview of my life. It was during COVID about my show and you know, shit just hit the fan and, and they killed the article. And instead of crying about it, being like, this is my one opportunity. I just go, okay, I guess next time I'm going to be on the front fucking page cover, full blown photo of me going to be an even better article. And and what that did too, by the way, not getting that article was made me, and I'm just using this as an analogy, but it yeah, really yeah. worked with everything. It's like made me go after Forbes, NBC, like today, post, bogue. Like, and but see, if I got the New York Times, which is my dream,
1: would I have tried for all
2: those other publications? Probably not.
1: Right. And would it have felt good when you got all those other ones? Probably I mean, not, a, not have have as good, good, you know? Yeah. I would have been like, oh so, eh. there you go. So that's the same
2: thing with a breakup with dating. It's like you have to believe, and this is why it always comes back to what you deserve and what you believe you deserve. If you're best, you have to talk to yourself like your best friend in the mirror when you're feeling that low and being like, you know, Tom broke up with me. Like no one, no one's going to love me. Blah. Well, like, what if like your best friend said that? Would you, you look at me like, you're fucking insane. Like, of course, someone's going to love you. That same, literally that same conversation, you have yeah. to regurgitate it and say it to yourself in the mirror. And I don't give a shit if you think it's weird. It's, a lot of things that we do
1: are weird. Okay. We live in a patriarchal society. And Every single work, thing that we do is fucking weird. We just have to do it.
2: They were decided by white men. Okay. Yeah. So this is something that wasn't, this was decided by women. Okay. Speaking yourself in the mirror, you've got to do it. You've got to normalize it. It's free. It's painless, but it will change your entire self, like self. Okay. So that's one. And then, you know, in terms of like, just, you got to bite the bullet. Like there's a lot of things that you've done that you don't like doing. I didn't like taking the SATs. I didn't like getting a pap smear. Like I, there's just things I didn't like doing in my life, but I did them. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you will do, you got it. You just got to get it over with. And I also believe that when it rains, it pours. Like, I think like I've noticed that like when I get one date, all of a sudden I have 10 more dates lined up. Like you're putting out that energy into the universe that you're accepting and like receiving that like abundance. And I know that sounds like hocus pocus, but it's so fucking true. Like when I like been like fixated on one guy, then all of a sudden like there's no dates and the guy shrivels up and disappears And I'm like, what the fuck? But then when I started saying yes and accepting and opening and inviting, that's when I'm kind of on a high. And then that's when you find success. You just have to keep dating. I dated fifty men in 2020. Okay. So, you know, you got to just keep going. Yeah. It's fun. I think it's really about looking at experiences as a positive. Okay. This relationship didn't work out. It wasn't a fuck. Yes. I deserve only a fuck. Yes. I don't want to be with someone who doesn't want me. So Mm -hmm. now it's like great, exciting chapter to find out what else is out there. And there's literally now for women, no time limit. You freeze your fucking eggs. And like, if you could, you know, obviously, like, I know it's expensive, but I think like that was the thing that would weigh on women. Like, and and also felt we couldn't work yeah, we couldn't it, really yep. to get married, to have a life. You know, now we get to work and we get to like, and make our own money. And so it's like, if dating isn't for you right now in this very moment, then focus at your career because men come and go, but that your career is yours and no one can take that away from you.
1: Yeah. 100%. And I think, what you said about like going on going on the date and then more will come it's like just get yourself on that one date like one the date. one date is that hump that you need to get over to then be like Literally. oh that was fine like that was no okay. big deal and, it's, and that's with
2: everything in your life like yeah. the, my dating show or your podcast it just took that one episode and then once you yeah. started you're good right yeah
1: exactly. even when when jonah and i went our separate ways and and he went to focus on the other stuff going on in this career, I was terrified to do this on my own. And You're what I did, it. what I did, thank you. I booked five episode recordings in one week. Cause I was like, I just need to do it so I can show myself that I can do it. And I had the best fucking time. And I was like, Oh my God, I love this. I so can do this. I got this. And I was really nervous, but you just like, yeah, like you said, like everything in life, you got to throw yourself into it. All right. Let's talk about confidence when it comes to sex, which is something that a lot of people don't have. I mean, I know I was even talking to a friend recently where we were saying how it takes us a little bit longer to feel like comfortable with people. And like, we really have to feel comfortable with someone before having sex with them. And she brought up like, even for her, it was more that like, she's not confident about her body. So like, why would she ever want to take her clothes off in front of somebody if she's not happy with herself? And I think like, that's just one example, but I think there are so many different, examples of things that kind of shatter our confidence when it comes to sex and whether it's inexperience or bad experiences or just being afraid to talk about what we want and what we like. Um, Obviously, you just released Let's Fucking Fuck the card game, which I think is an amazing tool to talk about sex. um, Mm -hmm. And I'll let you speak more to that. But what do you think like where can people start in terms of becoming more confident and comfortable it's with all sex? about
2: it's all about talking to yourself in the mirror y'all get naked from your mirror like I would I literally would get naked in high school I'd put on Beyonce lip gloss dance like you know if you don't love your body if you don't think that you're hot why would I think you're hot you're the mm-hmm. fucking baseline so yeah you're right it's like y- you're not gonna look hot being hot, being attractive is literally thinking you're attractive. And if you don't think you're attractive, I just told you how to fucking start thinking it, which is telling yourself that you are like mm-hmm. your best friend. And the thing about the mirror that's important is because I think a lot of people are like, well, when I say things to myself, I don't believe it. Well, I'm like, well, why don't you look at the person the reflection as someone that isn't you? That's how you do it. You're, you don't, that's not you, that's your best friend. But guess what? But that's step one Step two it's like i get a lot of questions about the sex thing i don't know i've been very sexual since i was a little girl like i've just like i'm very out here trying to normalize sex like that is just something like we live in a very puritanical country that makes women feel ashamed and like i'm that's that narrative has ended for me and so mm-hmm. i'm very much on pioneering like you know you can be a successful well-rounded woman Woman with a great education and career, and love to fuck and talk about fucking. Sorry, like that's literally the only reason we are here on this planet is to reproduce. So, for the record, I think in terms of like, you know, like that, it it starts with yourself. I also think that like having an orgasm is about you. Like, if you cannot make yourself come on your own, it is not on your partner to make you come. You have to know what you like. Like, I don't like. I like being on top. I have to be on top. Mm -hmm. Like. On my career, on my everything, (laughs) on a dick, like everything, right? So like, that's like, but I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't explored my sexuality and what I like. And I think that there's that kind of weird thing with like, oh, well, you know, and it's not to say that like, you know, whoever you're having sex with should care about, you know, you finishing and you, your pleasure. And but also saying like, speaking up, because this is the thing, it's like in life, it's like, what's the worst thing that can happen? You say, hey, like, I really like this. And he's like, no. Well, it's like, then get the fuck out of my bedroom. Like sex is about two people. And yeah. I think that we've been marketed in every fucking TV show that we've ever watched that it's about the man coming, but it's not, it's, it's a two, it's a two way street. And so I think it's about communication. Everything comes out of communication, everything, the relationship with yourself, the relationship with others, relationship, like every, every problem that arises in my life, it's because we didn't talk about it. It's not because when we talked about it, we didn't like what each other was saying. It was about, we didn't have that conversation. Yeah. And that was like a mind blowing moment for me, everything like ghosting or, or if there's an issue at work, it's always because people weren't transparent and then they felt resentment or they just, they ghost. they can't even deal with the conversation because they're too uncomfortable. But nine times out of 10, the person's going to be super understanding and they're going to want to pleasure you. Yeah. You know? Um, and yeah, I just think like, it's really about the relationship with yourself. You've got to masturbate. You got to do it. y'all.
1: Yeah. Figure out what you like and then figure out how to figure out how to tell someone. Yeah. I mean, I said it on every single episode comes back to communication. Every single topic we've covered on this podcast, on any other podcast, it's like, it is all about communication in order to have to take what you want to achieve will be achieved if you learn to communicate and communicate like honestly and openly. And yeah, like no one's going to be like, no, I don't like what you said. Like everyone, we're all humans. We're all trying to figure it out and be happy. And like find love, succeed, whatever we're looking for. And we're all going to be empathetic to that. And right, I think but anytime- But like, yeah. people
2: might not be, and that's okay. And then you- And then off. you know you're
1: not that person. Then you know right. they're not their, your person. Exactly. Yeah, like, so you
2: might, like you might like ask someone like, you know, do you see this going somewhere? And they say, no, that's okay. Yeah. But wouldn't yeah. you rather know? Like I, the thing that I hate the most about dating that I've been struggling with is the in limbo. Mm-hmm.
0: Is the not oh,
2: yeah. knowing- you know, like, not like if it's going to be in a relationship, but like, is there going to be another day? Is this going well? Like, I can't tell. Like, is he, he's not texting, but like, he was like, I can't fucking deal with it. I hate it. I hate it. It's so, there's there's no
1: worse feeling. Like that's, that's where my, all of my anxiety stems from is not knowing what's going on in my life.
2: (laughs) Everyone. It's just like, like you, it's like, I'd rather you fuck me and fuck me over than like dislike well, he's being nice today, but then he's not talking to me. Oh my God. I can't deal with it. So, so, so much. But I really do think that like silence is a message. Like, and that's why when girls are like, should I text him first? I'm like, of course you can text him first. I'm all for matching someone's energy. If he's texting you every day, then go for it. But like when I'm unsure, that's when I stop because then I'm like, we'll see. Like if I stop reaching out, will he stop?
1: Yeah. That makes sense. I feel that. All right. Um, and for everyone, let's, definitely like could not recommend let's fucking fuck more. Oh, yeah. I Yeah. Yeah. Please talk, please yeah. talk about it. Um, tell everyone yeah. what it's about. I know I posted on the seeing other people's story about it, but from, yeah, from no, the I mean, creator herself.
2: Yeah. I mean, listen, like I, I, created the let's fucking date game during the pandemic because I just was like, I was, it was really because I was just going on so many dates and I, like before each episode, I just pre-write some fun questions because I was like, Oh my God, I can't ask. I can't play like Jewish geography again. Like I can't yeah. like, you know, so, um, I just really compiled a list and then we were like, what if we, you know, let, you know, and then virtual dating was a thing. So I'd be like, would it be fun to make, spicing that up? And then really like, you know, when COVID seemed to be going towards downwards, you know, I felt, and things were opening up, then I thought, like how epic would it be to create something that would like, you know, inspire intimacy and confidence in the bedroom and just be really about that physical connection. And people have really liked it so far. So you guys should definitely get it.
1: It's great. Love it. I'll plug um, a a link to swipe up to in in the stories and in the show notes. So definitely check that out. One thing that I think comes hand in hand with confidence is happiness, because if you feel confident about yourself and what you're doing, you're naturally more likely to feel happy. I don't know that that's scientific, but I can only imagine that it does correlate. And if you need a little bit of help with your confidence, one thing that you could definitely try is taking a Mindset on a CBD Happy Gummy. They taste amazing. They're really pretty. They're like a nice, fun yellow color, which gets you in the mindset already, mindset, huh? To be happy. They taste great. Like I said, they are gluten-free, non-GMO, vegan, organic, and you can also get 10% off and free shipping if you use the code seeing other people at checkout. For real though, I think that being happy is such a key in being confident. And if you can take a little gummy to be happy, why wouldn't you? Check them out, try them, let me know what you think. Okay, so one of my favorite things that I see, obviously your socials absolutely crush it, but I love on the Let's Fucking Date Instagram, that's at Let's Fucking Date, I love the fucks first sucks game. So I came up with a few scenarios that I thought we could go through together and play. So I will hit you with the situations and then you can tell me fucks or sucks and why. Great. All right, they double text you. Fucks. They ask you to be exclusive on the third date. Sucks. Too soon, way
2: too soon. (laughs) Someone by the third date.
1: I know. Um, What you think? No, I totally agree. Way too soon. Absolutely. They text you right after the date saying they had a good time. Sure.
2: Yeah. That fucks. I I wouldn't do it, but yeah.
1: Why the sure? Why the hesitation there? No, no. I. You wouldn't do it,
2: but they can do it to me. I wouldn't do it to them.
1: Yeah. Fair. Um, The girl texts the guy first. Depends. Fair. They follow you on social media before the date.
2: Sucks so hard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my boyfriend did that. And I was like, what? Why? Like, I no, don't know. No, I want to tell the guy
2: goes, so what do you do? And I was like, I'm in love. <laughs>
1: right. Okay. Thank you. How refreshing is that? I mean, I, people I relate lie, to you. But, but it was cute. Like, played yeah. part. I yeah. relate to you on that. I mean, I'm sure you're the same. Like I, I've had people like listen to every single episode of, the podcast before going on a date with me and it's like they know every single thing about me and I know nothing about them and it's just like so uncomfortable um but at least I guess they like what they heard enough to go on the date There
2: you go. <laughs> they
1: ask you out by sliding into your dms
2: but also I just want to say they aren't listing your episodes like you know what I mean like I thought that every guy was like watching let's fucking date like they're fucking right. not you know what I mean yeah, they don't care. yeah yeah what was the question
1: uh they ask you out by sliding into your dms eh. Yeah,
2: uh, sucks. I would rather like. Yeah, I'd rather really reintroduced to a mutual from a mutual. There is something a little that. about it.
1: Uh, they get je- jealous very easily. Sucks. They make sig- significantly less money than you.
2: Um, sucks. I have expensive tastes, so.
1: <laughs> there you go. They forget your name on the first date, I mean, but own they- up to it.
2: I'm serious. <sighs> How could you forget my name?
1: <laughs> okay. No, no one's going to forget your name, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I have heard from people who say like someone literally called them the wrong name. And was like, oh my God. And like actually owned up to it and was Fine. able to bounce if okay. It's but... like a
2: blip. Sure. But are they still dating? Yeah. Probably not.
1: No. They ask you for your Snapchat.
2: I don't even like have. No.
1: Yeah. That That is a PSA to everyone. Do not ask for somebody's Snapchat if they're, you're trying to date That's them. That's not
2: like a thing, unless you're Gen no. Z and you're like 12 years old now.
1: Yes. Um, okay. And then I have a few questions from the listeners that I would love to ask. We can kind of spitfire them, um, yeah. go a little quick, but yeah. So how do you know it's a good time to take a break from dating apps after a cold streak? Um, just
2: listen to your intuition. Yeah. And also, like, ask your friends to set you up on dates. Like, someone always has someone.
1: Hundred percent. And if you're asking that question, I think that's if your sign If you're question, now you know you know. the answer.
2: And that's to everything, literally in life.
1: Yep. What is something that you're afraid to tell someone about yourself on the first few dates?
2: Um. Just, I'm very careful about about. <laughs> it's it's hard it's a big persona I really don't I really wish they wouldn't follow me on social media that's like my major thing but of course when you tell them like don't follow me they do they're so
1: gonna, yeah it's like you can't tell someone not what not to do then they're gonna want I mean, it to like, so like, it's just
2: like it's it makes it more intriguing but it's really tough because it's like I'm very sex positive in my content but like I'm not like I'm I'm just like that's just a, it's my job man right. so that, that's kind of what it is
1: yeah um what is a goal you have and how do you go about reaching new goals
2: a goal I have is to have my own television show. How do I go about it? I just keep creating, writing, pitching, drilling. It's all about oh, yeah. who does the work. That's what success is. It's not talent. It's who does the fucking work.
1: Yeah. And I love that because you really have done the work to get to where you are. Like nobody handed it to you. Anything. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys ever get turned off by your confidence?
2: Yeah, but I don't care. That means they're insecure. Like that's so lame. We yeah, never... if they're going to be turned
1: off, by yeah bye. um how obvious is it when a guy is really into you i feel like i'm not always sure
2: i think you will be sure if you wanted to he would like you just know like they triple text you they want to see you they want to make a plan it's just like it's so black and white and it's so fucking annoying when you start to realize that yeah they're, they're not doing it that's when you know but it's, you, you just know, have to be honest
1: with yourself yeah I think that's true. I think the more dating experiences that I've had, the more I've realized, like, if I'm unsure, it's not going to work out. It's
2: just, or for right now, like maybe they want to relax, but like, it's like, it's not, if it's a, it has to be a fuck yes or no. That's it. If it's not a fuck yes, it's a no. Done. Next, move on.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Next question. Is it mundane slash boring to text somebody about how their day is going a lot?
2: Yeah, I only, I talk, I, I really think when it comes to texting, someone that you like it's about intention so like I texted this guy that I was seeing we, like we dinner together and I didn't have a blunder, and it was like a whole debacle so I got a blender and like that felt like there was an intention there to share this inside joke that we had and that I thought he would like that thought, thought it was endearing and funny and so and it was a great back and forth but I'm never one to text to text like I have to there has to be an intention behind that text always
1: yeah. I, I think I agree with that especially early on You're busy. Uh, Yeah, 100%. This is a great question, especially for you. I think you'll have a really good answer to this. How do you go about being brave, making life choices without a partner support?
2: You are your own partner, bitch. You are. You were born into this world alone. And by the way, like we do not celebrate our friendships at all. Like, you know what I mean? Like we do anniversaries and engagement parties and weddings and baby showers, but we never have these parties and festivities and like love for our friends. And like, I've gotten to where I am today because of my friends. Like my roommate during the pandemic literally left me in the apartment so I could do my show and run my car game business. And then when the pandemic was slowly over, she would leave every Wednesday in an Uber uptown to her parents' house and sleep there so I could do my show alone in our apartment. That is a level of like fuck a partner. Like that is like that kind of support and the fact that you believed in me enough that you would sacrifice that all and you know, pay for all those Ubers. That to me is even, you know, more special. I just I don't know, like my parents got divorced when I was very young and they're really good friends, but neither of them ever got remarried. So I just never like had that view that you need someone else to complete you. I very much grew up with the mentality of like, the only person that will make you happy is yourself. And everything else is an additive. Everything else is a bonus. But like, until you see it like that, you will never be happy because you'll constantly be needing the validation of other people. And then you're fine. Yeah.
1: And I, I really appreciate the, the friendship thing that you brought in. I know one of my best friends and I the way we met was like crazy, but we for years have always said like, if we don't ever meet a guy and and fall in love and like create a life with them, like it might be because like she and I were meant to be soulmates and in each other's lives as friends. And like, that's at the end of the day, like that's okay because we have each other.
2: Yeah. My friends are my everything. Like everything. Like fuck guys. Guys are so stupid anyway. So, All
1: right. Before I let you go, one thing I love to ask the guests on Seeing Other People is what do you wish that guys or people knew about dating in general.
2: And it's all about the self. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you cannot, and I've said this, but it's like, I didn't know that, you know, but I didn't realize that it's so intrinsically tied to like your own self image. And like, you know, there was a lot of like, I made that video that went viral. If it's not a fuck yes, it's no after like literally a year of being completely strung along by my quote, best friend who like, would say things to me like, I can't date you. I can't take it a step further because you're too important to me. Like I would, like, you know, I would die without you. Like you're the most important person in my life. Like such a mind fuck, but like would do all this other shit to like show, like be romantic. And like, I, anyway, but really it's like, if it's not a fuck yes, it's a no. Like it's so black and white. And if you are asking the question, you know, the answer. And if you, I think the problem is it's like, people are so afraid of not being liked because they don't like themselves. So it confirms this this belief that they already have about themselves. Oh, he doesn't like me. Of course he doesn't like me because like I'm never going to end up with someone instead of just being like, he doesn't like me, but a lot of other people do. So we're moving on. You know, we're moving on to someone that can actually give me that commitment. I think that's super important. But again, it's about you and
1: the way that you view yourself. So
2: talk to yourself in the fucking mirror, please.
1: Please and thank you. Hell yeah. Beautiful way to go out. Where can everyone find you? And is there anything that you're working on that you want people to know about?
2: straight kerrigan everywhere tiktok facebook twitter instagram and let's fucking date and buy the card games are selling out and i'm working on a new card game so we'll see
1: oh my god i can't wait i cannot wait for it well thank you so so much for being here to everyone who tuned in thank you for listening and we'll see you next time
2: hi guys thank you so much for having me